All right, episode 28, we had a lot of off-camera stuff, <laughs> Startup Nation. My boy Josh again. Today we're going to talk about some cool stuff about uh, connections, uh, the importance of, of actually connecting to people. A lot of people don't like to play that game because there's a lot of like this type of stuff or nose in the air. And, and so I think him and I do have a very similar, after discussing off-camera, way of connecting with people and growing our businesses that way. And he actually found a cool niche with his, his uh, donut shop called The Goods where he found a niche, but a lot of that was through connections his mother had and then he still has to, the, to this date. And I, don't, maybe, I would guess that maybe that wouldn't have worked out as well if he didn't have those connections regarding events and things yeah. like that, right? And so yeah. um, my wife's mom, her good friend, was very well connected in the wedding industry and ended up doing Bill Gates' house for a bunch of stuff and a lot of events like that too. And I know that those type of connections are extremely important, right? Yeah. And so having uh, connections in some capacity is really important. I know, and so we're gonna talk about that on 28 today. I've learned um, as we'll go right into it what is that and Gary Vee says this a lot is that you got to bring value to people right like I, I won't name a name but there's when I do a lot of speaking events I just did one at startup week which is fun it was about 75 people um, there's a lot of salespeople naturally because who's at startup week small business so who do you think is trying to get small business freaking salespeople right so they come up to you and they're doing their cheesy here's my card thing right and it's like and right which is fine I did it for years but it, mind you I, I took different tactics but there one of the, the speaking events I had is actually at a big law firm a couple months ago and this woman that works for investment um, hopefully she doesn't listen to this uh, bank she she she, she, she if she does I apologize but I'm not naming your name um, she she said hey I want to talk to you and, and for some reason I took the meeting which I unfortunately these days have to be pretty specific on when I meet with people just for sake of time and respect of my time and their time. Um, and, and I ended up having to cancel for some reason. And then she texted me like, or messaged me on LinkedIn like six times more over like uh, two months, which is good because at least she's being persistent, right? And I'm not, you know, and I'm not saying a no to her, so I can't, like I didn't get mad at her. Right. But finally I told her yesterday, hey listen, I don't want to sound like a dick, but I was a sales guy for a very, very long time. I still clearly in sales in some capacity. Um, but stop asking for just the appointment and tell me what the value is behind why we're meeting. Because I don't want to sound like a jerk, but I don't remember. It's been two months. So resell your value before you, before you say, Nate, can we meet, can we meet, can we meet? And then do some research. Because then she was trying to do investments and I said, I already have a, a personal financial advisor. I've had him for 10 years, family, friend, blah, blah, blah. So she goes, oh, what about your employees? And I said, well, that's great, but do you know how much of my employees make? They're like thirty to $40,000 employees. Some make more, much more than that, but like, you can talk about a 401k, but it's going to fall on deaf ears. Like, right. so where, where's a real value for, for my guys? So last week we had a separate person that came in and talked about um, reducing, and this is my, my JR shout out. You should be on this, lazy ass. Um, so he, uh, he, George is laughing because he knows him. But JR actually is taking a different route, which is great, because I don't control Green Guard in the sense of day-to-day -day anymore. So I respect my employees and let them do everything, and especially my management team. And so JR wants to eventually get insurance, but what he's doing is bringing value in the sense of clearly a lot of employees, like we said on the previous episode, said, didn't say, hey, I want to be a hood cleaner when they were younger, right? right. So they probably wanted to be a, make a million dollars a year like everybody else does and, and, you know, and be far more financially stable and blah, blah, blah. 
lot of them aren't. A lot of them have credit issues. A lot of them, that's just the world we live in these days. So, so JR, instead of saying, hey, I want all your car insurance, said, I'm going to bring a guy in at no charge. He's going to come in and he's going to talk to you guys about how to repair credit. And he can do that. And, he's, and here's some case studies and we can do it. And, and here's the value, even though he doesn't make a dime off of it. And then eventually that relationship will build into like, okay, can I help you? And so that is where I would see something like that would go for this woman, right? But she didn't do that. And I'm trying to explain that to her without being like a jerk, right? right. And so that would be where a connection could work. Where like JR, for example, life insurance. I just explained this to my personal financial advisor that wanted my life insurance. JR brings... I've known you for 10 years, but from a value standpoint for business, even though JR is more expensive, he brings a lot more value in the capacity of doing these 10 things for me as a person, pound for pound. And I'm loyal. I'm not just going to switch because I save $100 a year. Not important to me. So, so I think that's really important is that you understand if you're going to have a connection, bring value not only to that person, but then whatever you're providing them be as consistent. <laughs> as possible. Absolutely. Consistency, I think, is I'm laughing when I say that because it's just people love to be, listen, if they suck at the sales process, don't even consider them from the actual service you're doing because if they can't even be impressive in the sales, not, not going to happen. Um, but then when you get to that service side, it's, that's where a lot of times things just fall, to, especially when there's contracts involved. Like I used to work for CentOS. You guys probably use some form of service like that, right? Mats, towels, all that yeah. shit, right? Yeah, <laughs> used to. And it's because they'll, they'll sell you, you know, the, the bag of goods and then, and then all of a sudden the service goes, right? And that consistency is extremely important when it comes to creating value and having connections. And if people really understand that and go that extra mile, similar to you, when you bring value to your clients and they refer people to you, which is another way of looking at it, it's very important. So Josh, without a long-winded answer there, is very good at this too. He's, he's very well connected. And so uh, I know you, you we, I mean, you talked about the guy that owns the Shaker Bottle Company and a million other ones. Yeah. Talk about how you, what value you bring to them so they want to help you, uh, and, then, and then how you leverage those relationships. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, kind of like you talked about that, that pound for pound, yep. what are you bringing? And I think a big, big part of that is not being the salesy connection. Yes. So just making honest, true connections. Yep. I know you, I know uh, my friend starts an incredible shaker cup uh, yeah. out of Florida, Helamix. Shout out to Jordan there. Um, but by connecting people, but not always wanting something from it. Yeah. By yeah. connecting these two people, you're the guy that connected them. Yep. Like that in itself has its own currency almost yep. that like, hey, Josh recommended this guy. I get nothing from so it. So the next time you need something like. Right. Like. Hey, he probably knows a guy. Yeah. By by creating that, it creates such a more I, like organic value. Organic, mm-hmm. wholesome kind of like it's it's a connection connection. It's not a sales connection. Yep. You have those friends that'll that like randomly hit you up after years, and it turns out to be some like, hey, I'm selling this now. Yeah. It's like, oh man, like yeah. I thought you wanted to like. Yeah. But where, whereas if you are known for that, that like, hey, I connected A and B, like their connection is forever through me. Yep. Like no matter how far they could go on to become best friends. Like it's, it's like your friends that you introduce when you're younger and they end up getting married. Well, it's funny. We have the ones we're going to have to see this weekend are like that. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you see them and you're like, you have an awesome relationship. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I did that. <laughs> like don't, fully. So, don't forget that. Right. Right. So like professionally, when you're, when you're just connecting people, just constantly being connected and whether you get something or not from it, it's eventually going to come around, uh, you know, put positive. So how does that work for you? Because I, I, I've struggled with this with one specific vendor recently, and I'm, I'm actually kind of like debating back and forth on it where I've connected them and probably given them $30,000 in business in the last six months. 
But then when I ask for certain things, it's not even to help me, but just like, hey, can you can you get can you get me a window tint guy for my buddy? Yeah. They they like they fall flat on their face with it. Do you just stop giving it to those people at that point, or do you just say do you say through karma it's gonna turn around another way out? I'm I'm not a big believer in karma. Yeah. I think a lot of it. I mean, as I I just a second ago, I'm like positive out, positive yeah. in. No karma though. <laughs> but like I I think in in cases like that, I think you have to have like a couple. You know, you kind of think of in your life, like I'm sure I'm, I'm about to say this and you'll think of names. You go like think of people who are big hubs. Yep. You think of people who know everybody. Yep. So you have your go to is like, hey, if Kat doesn't know him, then Jeannie probably will know yeah. him. If Jeannie doesn't, then Jackie. So I think there's kind of like this ever rotation of those people. But if you can have your solids that you go to and, and it just goes back to that back back and back it's just building that relationship to like hey do you know a window tent guy yeah. yeah i know one like here you go yeah as opposed to like yeah let me let me see i'll talk to him first for you like people who want to be that filter they want to be the intermediary yeah they're always looking like to some type of side piece yeah they're trying to get like something from it so like if you can find that person who like right off the bat like here here's the number yeah. like this is this guy's awesome yeah. go with this like that's going to be somebody who's looking out for you. It's the straightest, what is it, the quickest way somewhere is just a straight line. Yep. So like, why would you have to go through somebody? So I think the more, the more connections you get to, the more you're going to see that of like, hey, I'm going to start a connection with this person. And then they're going to connect through here. But if they're not willing to like... Well, it also makes you wonder if they have that relationship in the first place with the person. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, let me reach out to him first and then like randomly throw on 5% for, you know, like for you as opposed to like, yeah, I have a great guy. Here you go. They're great. And then that in itself, like we were talking about, that's its own currency of like they have a connection going. That's great. Like I'm sure when either one of them needs something that I do, they know that I'm the go-to. We've done that with Green Guard specifically. Mind you, a lot of times we subcontract it so there's a benefit for us, but that's generally upon the request of the client because they don't want to screw with the vendor. Um, but like if we get, we've built such a reputation now where people say, do you have a fire suppression company? Do you have uh, a plumber? Do you have an electrician? Do you have a fabricator? I can't tell you how many times, do you have a janitorial company that amount of restaurants ask us things that we have nothing to do with what we do. Yeah. But because we've done that now, that's why we have a fabricator that's on staff now. That's why we have electricians that are on staff. But eventually we, we do that, but, those, but there's things like we don't have a plumber on staff, but we have somebody that can be there in 30 minutes, right? And you create that value, even if we don't make any money off of it, you know that it's gonna be really hard for them to leave because the next competitor office saves, saves, saves 100 bucks a quarter or something off of them, right? So. Absolutely, and I think it goes back to that being that go-to. Yep. Like you said, like, you know, a few years ago you didn't have a fabricator, now no. you do. Yeah. Just because you see what, yeah. what the questions that are getting asked if it gets asked enough, you realize that you can be the answer. Yep. You can be that. If like, if I realize somebody's asking me about this over and over and over again, people are asking us at the cafe to do more and more sweets. Yep. Open a donut shop. I can be the answer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like when you when you do realize, like obviously from a business sense, you get to a point where like there might be something to this yeah. that I'd actually enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of just just having a job, just having this, like I might actually enjoy this and actually make an impact on people. So talk about the event side of because. So Josh explained that there's a couple of different donut shops within, in, in, a yeah, a couple miles of where he's at now, um, both of which clearly do very similar things. So he said, if I'm going to do this, we got to make you have a, somewhat of a niche. Um, clearly, we all sell donuts. 
but what are we going to do? And so you had connections and your family with events, right? Which yeah. the other two didn't do. Yeah. You said these two are great at this, so we're not going to compete with them at that. Why don't we all win? And so we're going to we're going to compete in the event space. And so how did that how does that look? Um, you know, it, it just started with literally like breaking it down. Like you said, we looked at A and we looked at B and we're like, A does this really well, B does this really well. We're all just going to be frying dough and sugar at the end of the day. Yeah. So what can we do that's going to basically restack yeah. everything? So when we went in, we noticed uh, there's obviously been a huge trend with social media, with different things for these very <coughs> aesthetically pleasing desserts. Yep. So when we went in first things first, where we got like a very basic donut going and we just were like, how can we make this as pretty as possible? Okay. Not only that, but how can we make people a part of it? So when you go into the goods, there's a, almost a third of the building is this huge, we call it the cage. Mm -hmm. It's this glassed off area where you can watch them get decorated. Oh, cool. So you can wa like watch it go from just this plain dough to like this He's masterpiece. Yeah. yeah, and you can be a part of it. Um, I think a big part of it, uh, some of the other competitors will just have them out in racks and they look, they look great, but like everybody wants that cool story for Instagram, you know, where they're like, this one's going to be mine. This is it. This is me eating it. Ah, like, yeah. so like to give, to give them that extra step of like, check this out and like to, to really make them feel like a part of it. That was something that they weren't doing. So in the event side of it, mm -hmm. growing up around weddings, growing up around events, we always had huge parties at the house. That's actually what helped us start the cafe was we were known for being the breakfast place on Sunday. Oh, really? People would just come over. Huh. Uninvited, they just, <laughs> you know, like legitimately, like I woke up so many times growing up to just strangers at the house. Hmm. Like my parents' friends, my friends would come over and we're like, I guess we're making breakfast. We'd do pancakes, stuff like that. So like being around that big group larger yeah. events and stuff just kind of came naturally because you see the natural anxieties of having you know 150 people and it's like it's easy you break that down yeah. in terms of catering there's like literally plug and plug and play as to how much people can eat so how'd you find the connections for the events i mean you, you were around you is it just from the weddings and, and then get similar to what you're talking about getting how that how that evolved so what we did was uh we did one of the um Wedding Bazaar's. Expo, yeah, Bridal yeah. Bazaar, and we just we took up a huge. We got two booths yeah. on a corner, yeah. and we just made it super pretty. Okay. Made a bunch of super good-looking donuts, stacked them really cool. We did some pegboards, we did like tiers, we did all of our different options for it, and and people came by. We did we did free samples, mm -hmm. and from that alone, we booked over thirty weddings. Jeez. And then at that point, if you can book thirty weddings in a people, year, people people get to know you, yeah, absolutely, because yeah. then like. At every wedding, there's how many engaged couples yeah. that are just like, they don't even go to the wedding to go to the wedding. They go to the wedding to take notes. Yeah. And they're like, this is terrible, this is terrible, this is awesome, this is cool. And then uh, again, just uh, going back to the connections, uh, anytime anybody even reaches out in an email like, hey, I, I want to have you guys for a wedding, I have you in for a tasting. Okay. We make it super bougie, yeah. we do coffee, we bring it out, like try some different donuts, some different doughs. Yeah, it's important donuts. to them, right? So it's, it's, yeah, a, it's a big thing, right? And, and like just because we're going to be a very small part of it, dessert isn't, you know, no. the entire yeah. night, being a small part of it but making it a big deal for them is, is huge. Yeah. So like have them come in, have them try some coffee, have them try the donuts, you know, I can match any color. Like there's some really? weird colors out there for weddings, but we can match it. So like a paint store where you do like a little shake. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Breaking Bad back there when they're like matching it and stuff. But like 
being able to do that go beyond above and beyond as opposed to like you can have white donuts or you can have purple like yeah. like no like i can match any color do you like cake cake dough versus yeast dough yeah. i can do either we can do honestly whatever you want so having not only the availability the connections but the willingness to go above Excellent. and beyond for everybody like that's that'll get you connections anywhere but in terms of the events themselves mm -hmm. growing up in weddings uh I, I realized like a big thing of it is being a sense of calm because family friends everybody ha even getting married myself like everybody has an opinion everybody's yeah. got something they want to say but like if you can find that one vendor that you work with yeah. that's just super nice and easy to work with easy to work with not a problem not a problem not a yes man yeah. you don't want to be a yes man but not a problem not a problem yeah. easy we can do that like that's or this is what we need to do right yeah because then you'll, you'll end up bringing more business to them so like within a year we did somebody's wedding and then we were doing their big shower yeah. that's and the way yeah donuts don't have to be used just for weddings right so it's for any event really yeah, yeah. for even like a good sunday morning yeah, <laughs> yeah like <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh I, I think just being that sense of calm in events is something that's completely overlooked because yeah. there's events coordinators they have so much on their plate but the more calm that they can do mm -hmm. and then just kind of be like, we can absolutely do whatever you need. It's a, it's, it's really like kind of like a comfort in a storm kind yeah. of deal, you know? Well, it's a small piece, so don't make it the complicated part, right? That's similar to like the Green Guard printing apparel that I started, right? Where it's the same thing where we've done a couple big events for people. And for example, uh, the teachers of Escondido were basically working without a contract for like almost two years, I think. It was some absurd amount, which I don't even know how the hell that's possible, right? And so they wanted to print a bunch of t-shirts. So on Fridays, they wore it. started up in LA called Red for Ed. Um, so it was a red color for education. And it was a small piece of it, but they were protesting and all that crap. So we ended up printing 700 t-shirts for this big event. It was on the news and all that. But again, we, we were very calm because it was, a, it was a bigger project for being a newer business at the time. Yeah. But we just got them out, printed them out, and did everything. Made it really easy. Teachers went and picked them up. Made it a super simple process, yeah. and we ended up winning a pretty cool award, which was like this business is only six months old, and I was I was I had to go up in front of the superintendent and, and some other bunch of people. Superintendent obviously was in the back because he because <laughs> he wasn't part of the whole strike thing, right? So I was kind of like not paying attention to him, right? But, but, um, but and, and then he shook their hand and, and it was in front of like two or 300 teachers. It was crazy in this big ass auditorium. I didn't expect it. Cause I wanted to like go out of town that weekend and, and Ashley's like, hey, no, 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 you have to get this award. I'm like, it's just, come on, like let's, and she's like, no, no, you don't understand. And I go there, I'm like, oh shit, I didn't realize it was gonna be like this, right? And so it was really cool. And it's kind of reiterate what you're saying. We were a small piece of that, we made it super simple for them. And I think that apparel side, for the most part, clearly we've had mistakes being a new business, but we just make it super easy on people. We were extremely responsive, which is that consistency part that I firmly believe in. Um, that'd be kind of like not running out of a person's favorite donut every week type of thing, right? right? Or having a donut taste different for some reason one week over another, or food, that's, that's a big thing for restaurants. Um, and that consistency, one, responsiveness or ticket times um, is absolutely critical, right? Because if, if it's, it has this major variability every single time you contact that vendor, it's gonna make you really think twice about, one, if you wanna connect them to other people. Because the problem is if, you connect, if I hook you up with somebody and they didn't fulfill, now I look like the asshole. Yeah. Right. So oh, absolutely. You have to be pretty particular about who right you Right back at you. Yeah, exactly. Like I had a window guy for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Thank you. Great. I can just delete your. You're my brother-in-law, but you're you're dead. Like that's it. That's Good it. job, brother-in-law. Yeah, no. <laughs> but but the reality is that's that's something you got to think about too, right? When you start connecting people, is is how they're gonna if they're gonna be consistent. Right. Um, 
I think I think a big part too is with what we do is, um, and I'm sure it goes over into everything you guys are doing. Like it's giving people what they want. Yep. And honestly, if they're going to be respectful about it, yep. I have no problem doing it. Yep. I think uh, I've been surprised because when we first started, we we called some other companies and we were like, hey, you know, I I want to do, uh, you know. A thousand donuts for an upcoming event, yeah. and the list, the restrictions were incredible. In what sense? Uh, like they won't do certain sizes, they won't do certain. Oh, you you were betting your vendor, yeah, yeah. the competitors, yeah. Yeah, before before we even started building, and I was like, what what are we looking at for this? And they're like, yeah, we'll we'll email you over, and it's one page is the agreement, and four pages is the I won't do this, we won't do this, we can't do this, Jeez. we won't do this, and so I think that, that was another opening that we saw. I was like, hey, like, be more flexible. No, no why more. not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so to be that person who can give them what they want is huge. I think that's important too. For, we do the same thing with apparel where people say, oh, we can't do one-offs. Well, partly it's because of the modality we use, which is called direct-to-garment printing, but we'll do that and we can get it done in one day, right? Or, hey, how come we can't do certain things or these multiple colors? Or, and we're just like, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Like, it's not a big deal, right? And, and, and I can't tell you how many free T-shirts I've given away at this point, but the reality is, is, is for people that I know, that's where we've got a lot of our deals, too. It's just like, it's value. I'm not going to sit there and, like, go ask somebody for 20 bucks. I just think that's silly. So it's like just here, you know, and, and it goes a long way, especially if it's a good cause. Like it's, we have a, a mom and a person at the gym that wants something that has, like, a mother-daughter freaking here. <laughs> and so... <laughs> And so it's one of those things where I'm not going to charge for something like that. Yeah, right? so, absolutely. But, I mean, I have some good cause t-shirts coming out, yeah, no, too. You do. You I'm do. really looking forward to yeah. those. So. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. So you'll see it on, I'm sure, on Instagram, some pretty sweet t-shirts that Josh and I are making up. So stay tuned. Um, but the, the point of the story today with the connections is, one, make sure you refer people that are, that are going to be consistent and, and really take care of uh, the referee, um, but also make sure that you are connected. You do it more organically, right? Again, B&Is and those things are cool. With But those I have yet to see where those are going to really be a sustainable thing where you get to know people for years. Clearly, somebody's going to come here and say, hey, well, I've, had, I've known this person for 20 years. Okay, great. You're the one exception out of a thousand people, right? But fantasy football, like you said, uh, for me with the gym, I mean, I can't tell you 70% of our business for the apparel comes from right now from hardcore, right? Mind you, we haven't addressed the, the hood cleaning world yet, but it's because of the reputation that we're trying to build and, and the fact that we're, I'm bringing value. I'm not even asking for the shirts. People are just knowing that I'm the person that's on top of it and going to handle this stuff. And I, I can't even emphasize enough how much it is important to make connections without any intentions. Yeah. Don't, don't be like, I'm going to connect A to B because, you know, maybe something down. Like, no, just, just connect A to B. Yeah. The more connections around you, the more web you build, the safer you are. Yeah, instantly people start thinking of you. Right. right. Exactly. You're that guy. Yeah. You know? I got a text from somebody in Oregon the other day that wanted uh, credit card processing because I happened to meet them on a boat in Havasu two years ago. And I didn't, I didn't even remember their number, right? That's but great. it's like, it's just stuff like that, right? Yeah. But I remember connecting them with somebody in Havasu they needed for something that weekend. And so it just was like, oh, I remember a dude that I met, right? I don't know what you know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're making connections. Yeah, exactly. So... So it's really important. So again, um, be intentional about it and be, de- you know, be deliberate about these connections, but do, do it with no type of desire to get something out of it, right? Yeah. And it's, you know, especially the first one. Like if, you, if it's someone like Josh and I that if you started getting to be good friends with them, you're like, come on, dude, hook me up because you're good friends with that person, but earn that right. And even then, like, don't ruin the relationship over it, right? But like, I've known friends that I've known now for 10 years where I'm like, hook me up with your friend. But we have that relationship now where we've done it 100 times, so it's different. But for, for the majority of people, connect A and B, create the web, be consistent. I promise you that's absolutely critical. Um, and, and it's going to go a long ways. It's going to be a lot easier than going door to door, I promise you.
um, and saying, hey, you guys want to buy some donuts on Sunday morning, right? <laughs> so, even though that'd be cool, cool concept to see you do, but. Uh, I'd love to see you. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'll pass. So, so connections are very important. It's episode 28. Make sure you do it. Make sure you obviously don't burn a lot of bridges. Um, if anything, just move on if it's not a, great, if it's not a natural connection. Um, and just get to know people, be social, and um, don't be afraid to, to help people out. I, I promise you, even if it's not in your benefit now, it will pay, pay dividends down the road. So uh, episode 28, Josh, thanks for joining, man. Thanks for having me, Val. Thank you.